When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Armin and Davis, you're listening to the Tuesday Club, the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Keith Dover with me this morning. Hey, Keith. I'm well, and it's great to be back. Keith has been supporting Arsenal since 1887. Absolutely correct, Alan. And scientists in California have discovered that if a crow flies within 100 yards of a spud fan, they go temporarily blind and sterile. That's the crow that goes temporarily blind and sterile, (laughs) not the spud. If only that could be the case, but there you go. There's a little bit of a theme going to be developing over the coming podcast when I'm on it. (laughs) That's going to be the theme. Oh, is it? That's it. Scientists in California have discovered. (laughs) (laughs) So you're planning on further appearances with us? Well, that would be... I'd like to... It's been hard to pin you down. It's been very hard. You know, as you said, the drenchification, which has been a good thing. But I have had a run-in with some Buddhists. Now, there's the thing. Don't trust those... Right, a type of Pula is here as well. Right. Good morning, T. Right. Right. Well cut off in his prime. No, yeah. good, good times. No, I tell you, no, no I tell you. I, I said to this guy, I said it's not me who's going to come back as a stoat now, is it? I said, so you can naff off with your wheel of life. You don't trust them, really. Of all the people you think you could trust in the world would be a Buddhist. They had the shrine and everything. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's well, good. Yeah, well they, they were trying to say, well, okay, going, when are you going to get the work finished? Oh, they were asking you when you were going to finish. Yeah. Imagine that. Oh, oh, cheek, yeah. What are they like? <laughs> cheek are those Buddhists. <laughs> <laughs> you can't cheek trust them. Cheek are those Buddhists. <laughs> no. I mean, oh. I mean, Laugh off with your wheel of life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you'd think they would have learned to wait, wouldn't you? You would have. Yeah, yes, exactly. You'll get so, your shelves in the next life. Life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the gentrification of uh, uh, the gentrification of Walthamstow, has actually done some good work on your guns, Keith. Well, uh, yes, because yesterday I've been working. Oh God, I know it's like he lost a bit of weight, Keith. He lost a bit of weight. That be the yoga weekend, mate. Uh, what in one weekend? Well, no, but it was in. Well, have you made some dietary changes? Dietary well? change because it was hypnotherapy, dietary. It was a full weekend there, so it was all the learning about spiritual what things and what you put inside. And, and he came, came back and applied back that to, to the a couple Buddhists. of Buddhists. <laughs> Uh, that was that was you know, that was post Buddhist to be honest, but uh, yeah. So you know you, you get all this uh, information about what you should be eating, and you know. So what are you eating these days? A lot of juicing. That's going down. Uh, muesli in the morning. Would you believe? Uh, juicing, juicing, juicing vegetables. Juicing vegetables with a little bit of ginger and some pear and apple thrown in just oh, to take oh, the you know. It's one of my oh, favourites as well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm into uh, courgettes in a big way. Are you? <laughs> and, uh, what do you do with them? Roast them? Uh, uh, fry them. I wasn't going to ask. Fry them. I'm fry them. I'm going to ask what you do. What do you fry them in? What do you fry them in? A nice oil. Nice. A detox oil. It's, it's, it's a, a detox oil. Yeah. I tell you. <laughs> so, while we're on the old culinary debate, I've got an issue to raise, which was not nothing to do with you, T, but you will be drawn into this. Right, let's put the Ginster thing to bed, right? Oh, now, Alan, 
You've eaten with me on various culinary so, occasions. I, I, was, I wasn't even there. I know you wasn't. But have we not dined and wined at some of the finest eateries? Have you ever known me to go, I'll have some lard and chips, please? No, right? No. 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 Now, a couple, you know a couple of people who, after a game, their post-match meal, what does that tend to be? Nine out of ten occasions. Are you talking about Damien and the dog burger? Yes. Thank you very much. I rest my case. <laughs> Those are old. Uh, he's moved on from that, actually. Don't you remember he went through a stage of um, going for the... The, the beetroot and salmon salad instead. Yeah, and his Damien's brother's got changed. a Michelin star. You know? Michelin yeah, his star. brother's got a Michelin star. His brother's got a Michelin star. He has not got a Michelin star. Are you telling me you didn't have a Ginsters? I did not have a Ginsters. We had fine uh, food. We had chicken. We had smoked salmon. We had sweetmeats. We had, you know... Definitely some sausage rolls. There was, of course there, there was uh, sausage rolls, but good sausage rolls. It was from that... Bushes in Epping. Keith's talking about a trip to the cup uh, final in 2003. Yeah, against me. He's and he's still, um, well, he's still I, upset because he feels he's been misrepresented on the podcast I'm like about Roger what Moore. he ate in the van I'm on the like way Roger down. Moore, you know. <laughs> when the in wa- what respect you Well, when Roger the waiter Moore. comes over, he says, uh, I've got a Chateau Le T 52. I go, 51 not available? Well, okay. If we have to suffer, 52 will do. That's me. 2012? Haven't you got a 2011? <laughs> I'm, you know, fine wines. That's me. Good. Now, tell me, Keith, uh, so I can get you off this subject. Yeah, go on. Why? Did, is it right that you nearly didn't make it uh, today? What happened to you yesterday? Well, I was working under the stairs of this client. Uh, is that a euphemism? Yes. It certainly sounds like No, fun. under the stairs. <laughs> below, stairs <laughs> below stairs of my client. And yeah. it was one of those jobs when I'm thinking... Oh, what, what, what's a postal district to be in? E17. E17. Of course, really. And I, I really should have got an Eastern European under there to do the hard work. Do you, do, do you sometimes take on no. Eastern European but staff? But on that occasion, I really wish I had. Oh, I chucked is, him in there. Your classic British employer's attitude. Because I'm getting covered in dust. I look like a miner. It's horrible. It's hot. And I've left this like wrecking bar, large, heavy iron bar, trapped in this piece of wood. Forgotten about it. Tried to pull out the wood, and of course, it's fallen on me bleeding head. Oh no! Yes. Oh yeah. That there's a could good potentially bump. fatal. <laughs> Naturally, and there's blood. There's it. Oh, it was, you know. You're bleeding. Oh, absolutely. Accident at work. Accident. Oh, I'm thinking of suing myself. Are you insured? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, where there's blame, there's a claim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could clear myself out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got a very good case. Punitive damages at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, was, it was horrible. You know, you know, like Tom and Jerry when they used to get hit on the head and you see the stars. Yeah, you, you do. Saw, it, you you saw see stars. I see stars in your peripheral vision. Oh, I can see. I can see the paper already. Walthamstow carpenter fakes his own death <laughs> yeah. to escape his own debt. Man sues himself. <laughs> Faking it. it Came pretty close to it. Great lump of metal landing. A burgeoning your... Walthamstow business was closed yeah. this week after the, the proprietor <laughs> yeah. sued himself. Walthamstow has gone back to the ice age after its <laughs> after its chief. So are you all right today? Yeah, I'm fine. Are you going to wear a hard hat now? Oh well, I, yeah, I went home and bought the hard hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you, know, you won't get any money if you weren't taking proper. Yeah, well, that's the thing. But this, even well, if you do sue yourself, self, yeah. But no, no. Would you like us to sue you? Well, someone should. <laughs> No, no, don't. The listeners, well, they'll probably find a, it'll be a case there. Somebody say, oh, he said something offensive. Let's sue him. So. Well, the oh, listeners no. were very pleased to have you back, Keith. Well, the I, face, I, the I Facebook page was a light. Oh, yeah, I can I see, yeah. Return the, of the yeah, Mac. A full eight comments. Video. Return of the... <laughs> 
at least yeah, he, don't push he, yourself. He counted them and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, only 14,000 people on them. Yeah, they I, don't look at it, mate. They click no. like one about four years ago. And they ago. don't come back again. We're talking about a steady 50, probably. It's like the followers on our Twitter yeah. feed. Oh, I'll tell you that uh, podcast with Amy, that sounded very professional. Amy Lawrence yeah. was on. Yeah. Uh, She's you, family now, you, you know that. download that. We did a podcast, yeah. if you haven't listened to it, yeah. about the Invincibles. Yes, no, uh, which was very enjoyable. It was, really although good. slightly painful, as, a, as all nostalgia yeah. is. Uh, yeah. To go back to happier times. <laughs> I was surprised. I was surprised how much I was affected by it. listening back yeah. to it. Just really had a real yearning for Highbury. I've kind of never really Highbury kind yeah. of felt like mm. that before. Uh, those days are and gone, my friend. Perfect woman, ain't she? When you think about it. You know, if you wanted to marry a woman, you know, yeah. intelligent, a gooner. Why not marry one who's already married with children? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if you're going to cut out the middle, man, yeah. Why? Well, Amy, Amy, I think you've just had a proposal. From no, no, I'm, but I mean, Amy, she's family, ain't she? She's, she's brilliant. She's great. Brilliant. It's really, it's really good. You get under her stairs in a heartbeat. Oh, Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Good God. Yeah. Well, Protection can, or not? You can't go wrong, can you? <laughs> You know, she's a journalist who so probably likes a drink. You know, so she's a good, you're never going to have a row with Amy, are you? Going, I'm going down the Arsenal. Great, I'll come with you. I do like, the, I do like, I do like the story that she bunked off. She bunked off school to yeah. go up to Anfield. In 89, yeah. she was there. Oh, she was there brilliant. in Anfield 89. It sounded very professional listening to it. It's like suddenly I'm listening to Radio 5. You know, it was that sort of, we raised the bar. Slightly, slightly. a little bit insulted. No, <laughs> no I mean, you know, you, you, saw, you sounded, it's just everything, the tone seemed to be raised. Well, we had a professional journalist. Well, that's room. what I mean. And, you know, know, knowledgeable, oh, well-researched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it would be disappointing, wouldn't yeah, it, if it, we didn't, it, if it hadn't raised the <laughs> <laughs> She didn't come. She didn't come in here for the first fifteen minutes of a football podcast. Talk about a yoga retreat, or well, maybe she or, should. You know, I think next time she's on here, we'll get her. You know, come on. What but we were talking about happier times. times so yeah, it, so it was a lot. So should we do. talk about miserable times? I don't know. Well, when did we like? We, we are we are uh, oh. irregular at best. Best, yeah. At the moment, it's quite hard to. Get everyone in the same room. Um, we last podcasted after uh, the defeat at Chelsea. Right. About which I was quite annoyed. Yeah, rightly so. But um, since then. Since then. <laughs> how's, it, how's, it, how's it working for you, Al? I'm struggling to find the words uh, to be... Yeah. I mean, that's... in a way, it's quite good that we've had, we've had a week since the Anderlet game. Oh, God. Because I don't think I spoke for the whole next day without swearing. You called it. You called it before they even scored because you said, "Look at Chesney; he's got the ball, and nobody no one wanted the no ball. No one wanted They absolutely it. stopped playing, and that was at three 0 up. No, no. It was weird to watch in the old days when Seaman would get the ball or Lukic before yeah. him. Hmm. You'd see the back four turn their backs and walk to halfway because they knew it was going to go over their heads. Hmm. So Nigel Winterburn was often nearest to us, right? Because we're on the west. And you'd see him turn and walk away. He wasn't going to get the ball. It would never be rolled out. I mean, the pitch was a mud heap anyway, so it would have been a risk. Yeah. But we just kicked it long to Alan Smith and got it down their end and play up in their half. That was the... It was like that. Yeah. But People advocate- were turning around and walking away from Chesney at 3-0 because they thought the game was over. But they weren't even looking for it, even if it had been booted up. That was the thing. They didn't seem to have Head, any... Heads down. You know, heads down. No talking. 3-0, yeah. game over. Then Arteta had come over, because where we, where we sit, listener, we're by the dugouts. And when the third goal had gone in, which is a cracking goal from, from the Ox, 
he came over to the bench and said, I've done my hamstring, I'm in a state. And, and there was a guy, I don't, know, I don't know his name, a medical guy, gesturing him to go back into midfield and hang on a minute. So rather than him talk to his teammates and say, I've done my leg, I'm knackered, I'm going to go left wing for five minutes till they get a sub on. I'm going to go and stand by on the touchline next to the bench so I'm ready to go off. Someone's got to come in here in front of the back four, hmm. the Ox and Rambo or whoever was on, or Flamini, I can't even remember who was on the pitch. Come in front of the back four and sit here until I get taken off. But there's no... They don't seem to communicate about the state all, of the game. So I remember he, that moment. Though. It did happen all really... It did happen quite quickly. He goes back over and sits right in front of the back four, unable to manoeuvre or do anything. They, they attack straight through the middle, go past him like he's not there, knock it to the left and they cross it. And the guy's miles offside. I mean, it's a scandalous cock-up. And I totally sympathise with Wenger when he says about what's well, the point of the fifth official who's standing three yards away and can see clear as day that the bloke's a mile offside... And they score. So then it's 3-1. So now you just got to lock the game down. You just lock yeah. it down. It's a succession of restarts, throw-ins, take your time, everyone sit, and maybe put Theo on or give, put someone at the top and try and pinch one on the breakaway late mm. on. You might, you might get another chance to score late on. How they keep bombing forward looking for a fourth goal? I said to you at one point, when we were three up, when Wenger was smiling, we thought, now we're in trouble when Wenger's smiling because he <laughs> thinks he can get eight tonight. <laughs> yeah. Was the substitution, were the substitutions he made at 3-1 or 3-2? I can't remember. Was, he brought Podolski when he brought on? on. When he brought on attacking players. When it was 3-0, was Podolski three? was warming up. And mm. I was saying, because Keith wasn't at the Burnley game, inexplicably, he'd gone to Northampton to have an early night before an archery competition. <laughs> that actually happened? <laughs> that actually happened. And, uh, yes, but and I got my second-class classification. So, yes. <laughs> well, it was worth Picture it. the scene. I, I needed if... seven points on the last six arrows. The sky was darkening, rain started to appear. I got 15 <laughs> points, back of the net. So it was worth it. Thank you very much. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank you, Robin Hood. So he's missed the Burnley game. So I was saying to him, when, when Lucas came on in the Burnley game, it was like party time. He hit two of the best volleys I've seen at the, at the Emirates. Oh, yeah. yeah one of them nearly that. broke the goal. And the other one, how the goalkeeper stopped it with his left hand, it was one of the greatest saves ever. Even though it was straight at his hand, mm, he had no right to keep it out. <laughs> And it was quite fun having him on for the last 10 minutes because he starts banging shots. It's a bit like when we used to bring Van Persie on when he was a kid and he'd come on and have four shots in 10 minutes. Mm. These blokes are good, right? If you want someone to get in the box and hit a shot, he's your man. If you want a goal, he's your man. If you're 3-2 down and the, other, and the fans are jumping up and he's down and man. they're bombing forward, he is not the man mm. to and bring when, on. And when I said, I think there was a quote uh, somewhere very recently where he said that um, he bought Lucas Podolski as a wide player and a front player and he's realised that he can't play up front which we, which we all have so why in a game like that when we need to keep the ball do you then put him on up front in place of Danny Welbeck and expect the ball to stick when you don't at any other time I, you know talk about dismissing kind of Anderlecht to such a degree that you can bring on someone who you know can't play in that position and put him there the but ball you know doesn't what? stick I didn't even after a while it became apparent that no one knew where they were playing. Yeah, Rizitsky came on as well. Rizitsky famously came on when we were uh, during the debacle at Top. St James's Park a couple of years ago mm. when we were four 0 up. And I know we had ten men that day because Joey Barton had wound up the and he's got a red. Even so, we're four up, right? So it should be all right. <laughs> it was Newcastle. Yeah, and uh, 
And they brought on Rizitsky then, in a kind of... Well, I thought, I'm thinking, what is this about? Is this, do you think we can retain possession better? Is that how we're going to keep the, keep the win? I don't or know. Is he, is he thinking, a, he is he thinking an older head? Is he thinking an well, older I head? Well, I said to people, there's a lot of experience going on the field yeah. in Rizitsky and Podolsky. There's no doubt about that. And yeah, that went well. <laughs> but then but then Podolsky starts up top. So then we got four. So Sanchez is then pulled wide left. So now you're looking at thinking, all right, who's going where? Because where's is Chamberlain? Is he going? Where, where is everyone going now? No, and, and then... The, then they kept swapping round. No one seemed to know who was playing up top. The midfield four kept swapping about. You couldn't keep track of it. Then when they get the ball down the right-hand side, the guy's in acres. Because I don't think anyone knew who was playing left exactly, midfield. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And Podolsky is jogging to him. He's and jogging then, to and him. And then standing off him. If there's one moment in the game where you have got to put the burners on and you have got to show effort and charge over there and clean the bloke out, because it's the 90th minute, it's 3-2, there's a big points... You've got to get over there and get a yellow card and take this bloke down. You cannot be ambling over watching him cross it. And in the centre of the field, Mertesacker, the guy's got to jump on him, that 45 they brought on, Mitrovic, whatever he's called. Spiky sod he was. He was going around leaving his foot in and shoving people and squaring up and, you know, rattled everyone. It's quite easy to rattle us, it turns out. No one just flattened him. Imagine Mert- trying to do that Steve Bowles. Mertesacker's... He'd have so faced down in the mud. Mertesacker's having a really bad time here at the moment. And one well, of, his mate's not there, is he? Yeah. yeah, exactly that. And all around him, I mean, he's got... He's got Gibbs, who's the only recognisable person in the team that he's played in regularly, and it's really, really showing. I mean, he was so at fault for the whole game, and I'm not kind of excusing him because of the people around him, but it's got to be a factor that he's struggling because, and he's not even that vocal on the pitch anymore because he's got to think about his game even more well, as well as everyone else's. Playing you know next to I mean? him, who doesn't play in that position, and that the confidence is the has gone from, and the confidence thing. is going from Chesney as well because of the. Well, he's never been on. a great spreader of confidence, is he? <laughs> Causes the whole stadium to shit itself whenever he's got the ball at his feet. But yeah. that, I mean, it's inexplicable. Well, I'm that trying goal. to understand the Monreal situation. I'm I trying to make I sense. There is none. I'm thinking. Well, he's left-footed, so okay, he's on the left of a central pair. That's a, that's a tick in the good column. After that, I'm struggling. I'm trying to think. He's looking for the player he can find in the team in the defensive unit. He hasn't got many to choose from because he's kept selling them or letting them go and not replacing them. Who's most similar to Koscielny in that he's, he's got some experience, he's got speed, he's, he can intercept, he's got some of those attributes. Maybe the penalty, he'll be able to blend up with Per and they'll be a good pair. The penalty I mean, he gave away. Not working. The well, penalty sure, he gave away was on the right hand side. But surely we've got someone. He got dragged out, he, I mean, he got dragged out again. Position. But, was, and he was his body shape was a mess. Was, and the, and then, he was and scared he of the fe- guy's power. And he just fell on him afterwards. And he knows that he, he cannot get a jump on this guy and he was worried about it and he fell off. Haven't we got anyone, any of the youngsters? If it had been a Carlin Cup game, he would have pl- played a youngster in that position. Now, and elected a best or a championship team, right? No, you've got to play as someone you know in the right position you can't keep well, this scratch chambers. building so you know? what is this situation yeah. you what put is chambers there why is he not he's playing not Chambers trust- and Mertz? I think he's not, because he's not trusting Bellerin, I think it is, more than anything else. I mean, we, we're go- well, I'm sure we're going to come on to we're going to come on to the other day, Swansea, but when you've got your only other fit centre-back playing at right-back and being skinned yeah. to then put the ball into the left-back who's playing centre-half, who gets skinned, it's a complete and utter mess. So- and the reason behind it has got to be that he doesn't trust Bellerin and that he thinks the Or that he doesn't want do two 19-year-olds in the back four. Maybe he thinks there's too, that's too much inexperience in the back four. I know he's spoken in the past about not wanting too much inexperience in the back four. He had Turam when he was a kid at Monaco and he was obviously going to be a world-class player. He, he could see it at 17. 
But when at 17, you can have Henri on the left wing, but you can't have Touré mm. at the back because he'll make mistakes and you'll lose games. Well, we're seeing so that. Maybe with that's the reason. We're seeing that with Chambers enough as it is anyway. Yeah. But yeah, well, if that's the reason, mm. if Bellerin's not ready, if you can't pick him if Debussy gets injured, then loan Bellerin. Mm. Don't loan Jenkinson. Because Jenkinson seems to be doing okay at West Ham. He's got a job, he knows what to do. Well, he's getting a run of games, that's it. So he's loan Jenkinson. So, but you don't, if you don't trust Bellerin, so you have to sell. You've got two centre-backs, play them at centre-back. You've got a problem at right-back. How do you sell that? In the past, we've had... Do you remember when we, we signed left, Nigel Winsburg when Kenny backs. Sanson was still at the club? club yeah. And we didn't have a right-back. It was before he signed Lee Dixon. And he played Nigel Winterburn at right-back for a long time. Now, obviously, it's not ideal going up the field because it's much harder to go along a touchline <laughs> on your wrong foot. But in defence, you're still taking up all the right positions, you're still marking people, you're making tackles. It's not really going to affect you being on the wrong foot in defence. You can stop crosses. You can stop crosses, you can be in the right place, you can be part of a back four, you can occupy the right part of the pitch and you can mark people. It's, it affects you, you can't put crosses in, it affects you going forward. Why doesn't he put Kieran Gibbs over there? And say, can you play right back for a few weeks? You're going to have to do it for the team here. And I want you to play right back because Debussy's injured. Bellerin's not ready. I can't put Callum Chambers out there. And I need you to go and play right back. I can play Monreal at left back. I can put Chambers at centre back. Do a job for me at right back. Aspen Laqueta's been playing Gibbs, there. Gibbs would do that. Yeah. Gibbs yeah. is a great bloke. Gibbs would do anything for Arsenal. He'd, he'd kill people to win the game. The soft, he wants to win the game. The soft centre is actually costing us... Point after point. Well, this is what I mean. So do what Alan just said. You change it and then see what happens. And if that doesn't work, then you have to do something else. But we keep seeing to be pursuing the same ideas week in, week out. The only other option you have is a defensive midfielder at fullback. And that's an option he's taken in the past. He had Flamini at left back for weeks. And we went through a Champions League Mm. to a final with Flamini at left back. He played defensive midfielders at fullback before. He put Lauren at right back and made it permanent. So why did he, having played Cockerlan at fullback against Southampton in the League Cup, then loan him to Charlton in the middle of a catastrophic defensive crisis <laughs> when we could do with a right back and there's, if one Cochrane's got experience he's, he's a good gutsy player. he's yeah. determined he wants to play for Arsenal and if you said to him will you play right back for me for a few weeks he would say yes please yes I will I want to be out there playing for Arsenal I want to be playing for Charlton I think he started as a right back why don't, why don't pick Cochrane I there? don't know I, just, I cannot understand what it. you said about um, the experiencing um, and also about bringing on Rizikians we always read about Arsene goes on about the intelligence of his players, intelligence of his players. And I think that he's actually put in too much, going back to what we were talking about with the Invincibles, and that was an intelligent side, and they knew they knew what they were doing. This side does not know what it's doing when left to its own devices. Yeah, because they keep and repeating the same mistakes over and over the same again. Mistakes. And we talk about, you know, then afterwards we always get, you know, you get the puff pieces in the week, that wasn't good enough, Arteta says, or that wasn't good enough for Mertesacker, these puff pieces. The experience that he's bringing onto the pitch... They, they're not intelligent enough players. They're not good enough players to fill in the way that he thinks football should be played. The, the you know the, the the kind of Ajax system that we all kind of hear about. They're not good enough to do that. So the experience in the full, the experience in the defense by putting in Monreal in his head this works as an idea because you know he's a, he's an international and so I on. But it only just think does not work. The, the physical similarities and in terms of pace. But he hasn't even got. But he hasn't even got. He was playing well for a while. I mean, against Bunny, he was playing well, and that the interception thing works further up the pitch. You know, when he gets in front of when he gets in front of the full um, in front of the the, the striker like Koscielny does. He cannot. But he cannot. He can't. He's, he life. hasn't got any strength. 
against big against any decent sized player, let alone let alone. So a, let me know, talk a, to you about. A, a we've for a while, we've been, I've been complaining about us not playing four four two. Now suddenly we play four four two. We got to turn up at the Burnley game, and there's Arteta and Flamini in the middle. I'm thinking, oh please! I thought after Southampton away last year, I'd never see them two together because they too they don't have the pace or the drive or the ability to cover the ground that I would like us to have in there. But it actually, sets- but if they sat as a pair. And just worked as a pair in front of the back four and just fed the forwards. And you've got Welbeck and Sanchez and it seems like a nice pairing up front. They've got loads of pace and drive and they get goals and they set chances up. And they're good, right? The pair yeah. of them are good. So it's an understatement with Sanchez. So I thought, OK, that's all right. But then when it started to go wrong against Anderlecht, then he suddenly gave up on 4-4-2. And he put Flamini in front of the back four and it was 4-1-4-1 and no one knew where they were going. They don't seem to know what to do. They don't like this 4-1-4-1. <laughs> on top of that, when it goes to... When you're in trouble in the Swansea game and it's 4-4-2 and, and Chamberlain's on the right, because I, I don't know if they, cause they haven't been playing it for a while or if they're not drilled, but he just didn't seem to get his role in protecting the right mm. back. He just didn't seem to understand the situation. Ch- Chambers can sit and be right back. No one need, need, should have a run at him. And if someone's having a run at him and he's going near him, it's on you. You've got to go and sort that out. You need to be in there first before the guy's on Chambers. There's a couple of times when Chamberlain's gone over there, Montero's got the ball, he's on fire, right? Every trick, every flick's coming off, even though it's pouring with rain, he flips it round, he kind of just landed at his feet. Everything's working, right? He's having a great game. Someone's got to go over there and put him in rosette. Someone has got to go and sort it out. Someone and like it's got Mertesacker. to be the right midfielder. Someone like Mertesacker has got to just say to Chamberlain, yeah. for the next 10 minutes, don't move. Don't get don't him. Move. Get yeah. him. Because how many times did he beat Chambers? Mm. Don't let him be one on one with him. Get him because he will make a goal. Well, go over there and sort him out. Get a yellow card. Make hurt him, bruise him, do something to him. Stop him even thinking about. I want to see that man coming inside and giving the ball to a teammate. I do not want to see him thinking I'm going to have another go. I want him to think if he's dribbling at right back, he's going to get clattered. It's going to hurt, or he's going to lose possession. I want him to see that bloke coming inside and releasing the ball. Okay, so Chamberlain thinks my job is to stop him, but they don't even think like it. Mm. So a couple of times he goes over there, he's just watching. If you watch it back, he's just looking, watching Montero versus Chambers. Probably thinking, oh, that's a nice trick. I'll try that myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's a bit handy. Where's he from? Ecuador. Yeah. He can do it on a wet night in Swansea, can't he? <laughs> Alan, do you think... I mean, look, the, the com- communication thing, you know, it just drives you mad. But do you think they're so well-drilled that if, if, like, Chambers was to say, you know, to Chamberlain, look, I need some help with I'm being roasted. Help me out. And he does that. And then after the game, Wenger goes, what do you think you used to think you were doing? You know, you don't listen to Chambers. You listen to me. You, t- I'll tell you where to I go. I think it's the opposite. Do you think I don't, it's I, I don't. I don't. Think or do you just think I don't they're think too that dim? I don't know. It's not, they're not too dim. I don't think that conversation's come up at all. I don't think that the way they're set up yeah. to play football. Um, I don't think they're encouraged to talk to each other like that. You know, yeah, they, I see, think, this is what I think. I think, they're, yeah. I think they are quietly supposed to know their jobs Job. and what and, and, stick and, to it. and 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 the the strengths of Arsene Wenger as a manager all this time has been. A word in here, an improvement of technique, right? But in terms of kind of the overall, I mean, we mock it a lot of the time, but in terms of the overall kind of character of a side or 
of people. I think he he tries to buy people who have that already. He's not the kind of manager who instills that in people at all. So he's got young, technically mm. brilliant footballers, and I really think. I, I mean, you talk about drilled. I mean, how many corners have we taken over the last ten years, well, and not one of them? Well, you know, do you know what I mean? There's I, no drilling yeah. going on. Well, this is it. All. That's there what is, I'm saying. There is t- no there's drilling. T- there's technique. There's tweaking. I mean, they're, you know, they're brilliant footballers, and he's but a brilliant coach. Right. But I there's a problem. Ben, I heard Wenger speak once, and I, and I like hearing him speak, and they all do. And there's no doubt they can bewitch the board and they can bewitch everyone because he's a philosopher king. Yeah, he's, we would he's, nod, he's, we, he's stunning hmm. to listen to. I mean, he's amazing. And he nodding. said there's two types of footballers. There's people who like to win and there's people who hate to lose. And the people who hate to lose are usually defenders and the people who like to win are usually forwards. And I don't think there's enough people in the team who hate to lose. Hmm. I think it's as simple as that. I don't think Chamberlain hates to lose enough because it, Montero is on your side of the pitch and he's roasting your mate and you have got to deal with it. Hmm. Do you think Gary Neville would put up with that? Well, we, think, saw, we saw what yeah. happens we when said, he... Do you think Lee Dixon would put up with that? Do you remember Dixon against Ginola? Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dixon, Dixon, Ginola was world class. I mean, he was a stunning footballer and big, bigger than Dixon. Good in the air, too. He was a nightmare, physically fit. He used to lift his shirt and he was ripped, right? And Lee Dixon, this is going to be a hard afternoon. He's fast as well and he can go either side. All right. He spent the whole game kicking him, pushing him, snarling at him, scratching him, arguing with the referee, arguing with him, pulling his shirt, getting booked. He came off black and blue and knackered for the Arsenal. And, Adams, and Ginola Adams around the corner. hated planning. Mm. Adams is around the corner just waiting. Yeah, just waiting yeah. He just him. gave everything yeah. to stop him. And he had help because Parler would go over and kick him in a as well people would go but you've got to stop the threat it's not just about how you play mm. you've got to stop the threat you've got to hate to lose you've got to hate to lose because we hate to lose I can't stand it depresses me for the rest of the bloody Sanche- week Sanchez hates to he, lose he's killing him he's losing games at the moment well, I don't know where Wenger can look Sanchez in the eye because I mean all the shower of shit he's put in with and Aaron Ramsey let's talk about Aaron Ramsey for a minute because we like Aaron Ramsey because he gives everything and he's got a lot of talent he's a good finisher when we play with Giroud, right? When we had Giroud and we're playing a different system, we're playing off a bit of a back to goal number nine. You're looking for people to go past him. You're looking for those sorts of runs. Sometimes it will come off him directly. Sometimes you'll go into him and back to midfield. Someone's gone. It's a good way to open teams up. And it was, at times it was effective last year. You, what we all said all the time was you need people to go past him. You need people to go past him. If we haven't got Aaron, if we haven't got Theo, We've all got loads of number 10s, all knocking it into him and no one's making a run. Right? Then when Aaron comes in the team, he loves that role. He's like Lampard was at his best or John Walk was at his best. Going past Mariner, going past him. But now we haven't got that. He's not there. And if you're one of a two in the centre of a 4-4-2, it is not your job to run past the centre forward every opportunity you get because you're just vacating midfield. Like Welbeck doesn't like playing with his back to goal. He plays on the half turn. Sanchez plays on the half turn. They both want to make runs in behind. Think, I was thinking in the Swansea responsibility game. of that person. When you think about Petit and Vieira, Petit mm. didn't score till April. Yeah. They sat in the midfield and none shall pass. <laughs> that was their job in the side. You do have opportunities from that position in a four four two to get in the box and score. It can be done, but you have to be good at it. You have to be Paul Skulls good. You have to know when to make the run, do and you, you have to be dominating the game. Do you think offensively that we're missing Giroud a bit? Offensively, Aaron Ramsey is, but mm. then Aaron Ramsey has to look at the situation and think, I'm now in a 4 4 2 centre mid. It's a different game. It's about keeping position he's gone and back, not letting them dominate. He's gone back to 2012. I used to drive me, I mean, you know, Keith will tell you, he used to drive me mad because he, he kept trying flicks and volleys and shots from 25 Which is yards. He's doing again. Going in the crowd, I'm saying, You're not Cruyff. 
Give it to Sanchez. Give it to Gazola. Give it to Ozil when he comes back. Gazola's having a funny season. I'll tell you what Gazzola's annoys me. A, what's his position yeah. now? He's all yeah. over the shop. But there's no but communication again, it's another, from... It's another technical. <laughs> another but there's no communication from the bench. I know, you, you, Alan, you've said it in the past that Wenger doesn't believe that when the manager stands up and starts trying to issue instructions. But, you know, at the end of that game, Stevie Bowles, Wenger should be up there and going, right... All right, we go 10 men behind a ball. You know, we play against teams at the Emirates. We play that right from the kickoff. So it's, it's not like we don't know how, how to play he it. He trusts them to work it out. Yeah, oh, but tell that yeah, to, they they can't. But tell that, happening, tell that to Diego Simeone, who is there basically beating the hell out of oh, the, the closest, Andalette, the the closest to fighting with his players. was having absolute kittens, you know, the Anderlecht yeah. coach. Even when they were 3-0 down, he was pacing around. The way Mourinho used to shout at Joe Cole, make him do precisely what he wanted when he was on that side. You, and uh, and yeah. it's what gets me. You just, I mean, what is Steve Bold's purpose? What does he do? He's not allowed to get up and shout. And that's terrible. Bender doesn't want him to get up and shout. You'll see him put his arm across people. That's not how he wants the thing to run. And I, I remember talking to Dixon about it. I went up to Bradford. We lost at Bradford, mm-hmm. right? Henri scored one of the all-time great volleys. Have a look at it on YouTube. Bradford City away. But we lost 2-1. Dean Windass kicked Winterburn so hard it was a miracle he was still walking <laughs> afterwards. So. And I had a drink in a player's bar after. I mean, I, you know, we all love Bradford City. Yeah. Hello, hello to the Bantams, Bantam boys. Hello. So it's a great place to go. And the player's bar is about the size of this room. And, and there's Dixon and Seaman having a pint. And, uh, and Dixon told me that he... He'd had a, a row with Wenger because he'd been... I don't think it was that game or another game. Anyway, he'd had a go at Overmars. He said people won't put their foot in away from home. And he'd, and he'd kicked off in the dressing room and Wenger told him to shut up. And he won't have it. He won't have shout and he won't have rows. He doesn't like it. He likes it to be calm. He likes everyone to be relaxed, to think about how they're going to play so they can express themselves. There's like tension and rage. You want Terry Butcher and Tony Adams and all that yelling at people. But I honestly think sometimes they're such pussycats on the pitch. Oh, so God, calm, yeah. so calm that we come out against Hull and concede inside thirty seconds that because so feeble that, you know, that can't happen. I wasn't at the whole game, but I saw it. That afterwards. can't happen, and that's coming out of the dressing room, calm as you like. Put your cup of tea down and tiptoe out, and then they weren't set up right. In you know, you, you can go the other way. We've seen again. We've seen people. You know, tub thumping doesn't always work, but put some fire into yourselves at home in front of fans. You've got to hate, that much to, hate to lose, and if they don't hate to lose, well, for all their talent, for however much you like them, you have to replace them. You need people who it kills them to lose games. You need, I reckon, probably six of those in your side who it kills them to lose. Well, this is what I mean. They all think a nil-nil draw is a banging good I mean, result. Sh- surely, if Steve Bold and Wenger at three-one are getting up off their feet and shouting and screaming at people, you'd rather see that than them just sitting there. And it goes to three-three, and you go, "Well, I wonder what's happening in the dressing I'd room now." See, I'd rather see on yeah. the pitch, Keith. I'd rather see on the pitch. I'm, you know, I can, well, I, 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 I can get... understand the. Lo- I can understand the logic of not. You know, you can make an equally good case for not getting up and shouting, shouting from from the managers and so on. But it's got to happen on the pitch. There's well, no excuse for nothing is, on the pitch. There's no excuse what, for the leaders. Oh, this is what, are they intelligent? The so you've got to get the message to them. I mean, this is what I can't understand. If we were playing football and it'd gone to three one, I'd say to Alan, "Look, let, let's not keep attacking. Let's all get back. You know, let's put ten men behind the ball. We go. I think that's a good idea, Keith. Tao, stop running about. Come back. It's, it, you know, as, how dumb do you have to be? As soon as it went three two, you know, this collective. Oh, we knew it. Yeah, we, you knew it was coming. We need 4-2 or we're not going to win. And yeah. they know that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so they try and get 4-2 and left acres of space for the guy across, acres of space for the forward. I mean, nuts. Well, they were energised, weren't they? Doesn't everybody know this? Yeah. Everybody knows this. They just, Maybe they all need to go to Italy for a year and learn about it. When, when you've got the result that you want in a game, shut it down. you just stop the game. You just stop it. 
And there's everyone, nothing that anyone can do about it. it. Everyone does it to us. But these are international. The best example I can think of is the is the League Cup final against Chelsea in, in 07. When we we had a decent team of kids, he didn't put the first team out. He took a chance. They had an outstanding side, and Walcott got his first goal. He's a kid, right? He just signed for us the year before. We got 17, 18, and we were winning. Drogba got two, killed us, and then that's it. The game was finished. There was going to be no more football. The last fifteen them. minutes, you might as well have left. Yeah. We had two men sent off. They got so frustrated. Every time an Arsenal player got the ball, he had his shirt pulled free kick. Every time that they, we, had, they, we had a free kick, someone stood on the ball for five minutes, so we couldn't take Give it. you another example. Every time home, they got the ball, they fell over free kick. AC Milan, when we were 3-0 up, when we were 3-0 up trying to go for, remember trying to do the deficit. Oh, yeah, yeah. They just shut, they shut just, the game down. Shut the game shut down. Shut it down. Another example, Bayern Munich. Bayern yep. Munich, we lost, mm. we lost 3-1 away. Thierry Henry got a goal at Highbury. We need one more goal to go through and away. Over. Game's finished. Yeah. Game's over. And you know it as you well. Know, ran that, you know totally who ran that show? Michael Ballot. Michael Ballot was the captain, and he basically he looks around the side. They all know game's over. We're not leaving our half. They are, if they get the ball, you stop them. You just stop them. Little fouls, little tickles, little nudge, little elbow, little shirt pull, treading the toe, free kick. You won't get booked. Don't get booked. If you're going, you can only get booked once. If you've done it, someone else's turn. I can't think of game over. I give you, I give you, I give you a complete flip of that, which just probably had all of us tearing our hair out. He sends on. First of all, he doesn't even send on Podolski. <laughs> he sends on Yaya Sonogo. Oh, the yeah. first thing he does is just give away the worst foul in in their half. Do you remember he just sort of ran over? Do you know what? Ran they, over their right after back after they got their winner, Swansea. Their second off. goal, I didn't watch. Did you not? I couldn't look at it. Didn't miss anything. <laughs> well, I, I, didn't. I heard he sent Sonogo on. I assume he's he's got the. Uh, I will go long then. Sonogo ran on, knocked over the knocked over the right back, and that was the one thing. And they got a free kick. Took a minute and a half over it, and that was his contribution. That was his contribution to the Everyone game. Everyone knows. I mean, every, Arsenal players all know. Everyone knows how to kill a game, and you're at home. Yeah, kill the game. It's dead. I mean, they're all internationals. They should know this. But once again, it's another season. We've had seasons where, oh, we need a striker, but he never get him. We need a midfielder, he doesn't get him. Now, he sells for Marlon. We need someone in that position. He doesn't go. Even, doesn't you know what? It's it. not even about the selling of a Marlon because we've, you know, we've, we've managed to offload a dud to Barcelona because he's, he, I don't think he's fit yet still. But we needed... We need that position. We, we all kind of knew. We've all done it to death. Can we talk about Firmini for a minute? Because I, I said earlier on in the, um, in the season that I just kind of wasn't fancying him anymore. And he just looks... Mm. He, he looks like he's won, you know, he's won the lottery at times, basically. There was a, there's a five, ten minute period in the game against Hull, I think it was, where he just looked like the game... It just looked like he'd lost it completely the ball's going he's running around like if one of us had been playing been given 10 minutes 5 minutes he's just running around eager as you like but the ball was going nowhere near him over his head around him and he just fouls someone he finds it really really hard but there's a guy who should be in at right back there's a guy who should be be in at right back but there is nobody else to play the position, you know. So what do we? Twelve points so behind Chelsea. They start to start the season. No, you can't expect to win the Premiership. You want to compete, but I mean, it's but over. Last year it's we over. had a side, didn't we? Yeah. Last year we had a side. So I tried to imagine to be miles behind. Then hope, but we haven't played well all season. All season, the Palace game on the opening yeah. day, we were lucky. We were so lucky at Anderlecht away. I mean, it was hilarious mm. that Chambers crossed and Gibbs scored. I remember years ago. When David Pleat was at Luton, I remember Steve Foster. Remember him, the centre back who had a headband, headband. Fozzie. 
Yeah. Right, right, boozy old centre half, old school. And he said, he's great and everything, Pleat, but he, what, his dream goal is the right back crossing it and the left back heading it. And everyone <laughs> laughed because that was obviously ridiculous that that would ever happen, you know. And the two centre backs going, help, behind. <laughs> well, that's Arsenal. I mean, in that situation at Anderlecht, mm. it was necessary. We were desperate for a goal. It was a great cross and a great finish. Yeah, but the fact two people who maybe should be playing midfield. The fact that our fullbacks, <laughs> the fact that our fullbacks spend the entire game and indeed most of their Arsenal careers in that position. When they're anyway. one nil up away at Swansea, Swansea are a good side. Yeah, we know that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, there's a, you've all seen the shot, the freeze frame of one just before Gibbs fouled Barrow, whatever his name six is. Six they're all, in, they're all the in their half. Yeah. What's the score? Well, seven of them up front. We did score. The, yellow, the yellows are one up. Right, we, we did they're score. one up. We did yeah. score. So what are they good. doing up there? Lovely uh, counter-attacking goal, which we haven't seen for ages. <coughs> uh, Our goal was a great yeah, goal. Oxlade Chamberlain taking the ball. Great goal. Uh, Lovely ball from Gazzola as well. That? Brilliant from Wellback. Breaking from Pose. speed. Great t- positional play from Sanchez was exceptional. I mean, it was an excellent goal. I met uh, Wellback in uh, Oxlade Cham- <coughs> Chamberlain the other week. Uh, um, there was a oh yeah, that was a nice. There was a boiler room. Uh, it? There's boiler room, Keith. I'm, I know you watch. The boiler room. Oh, absolutely, avidly. Yeah. Can't get enough of it. All right, cool. They're actually uh, as tall as you as well, aren't they? Um, or they standing in a dish or something? Well, Wikip- I did have to look after. <coughs> I did have to look afterwards because uh, Wikipedia says that Oxlade Chamberlain's five eleven, and um, no. I, yeah, I, um, I didn't didn't kind of have him peg for that. Um, they both um, they both say to be fair. A lot, do they? a lot, really, a lot, and um, it's quite hard to sort of speak in a professional. And podcast. do they listen to the podcast? They're really good. I didn't ask them, Keith. Well, you should do because maybe if they listen to this, they might be able to play the game a little bit better. You know, <laughs> if they listen to Alan a little bit more, maybe the results might pick up. You know, maybe they go, "Oh, that bloke who's like, yeah, he's, he's come across with some good ideas." There's a first. The most disappointing <laughs> thing was that they didn't realise the significance of. I've got this tracksuit top, Keith, which is the yeah, old uh, um, banana bruise kit. You yeah, see me no, I've seen that kit. Um, it's completely lost on them. So of course, he would. Home tracksuit. It's like. Yeah, it's nothing, nothing at all. The younger generation, mate. It's very, it's very disappointing. Which reminds me of the time you didn't like that pub we went into because they're all young people there. <laughs> it's happening now. Yes, he's got old, mate. That was it's, very funny. The thing is, though, Keith, what do you want to do about um, what do you want to do about this? Uh, what moving the pub? No, the Arsenal. Oh right, <laughs> <laughs> the Arsenal, Keith. Are you? Um, I'm not happy. There was such a there was there, there was a. There wasn't even anger, really, after the Swansea game. It was just... Oh. Well, not, uh, we not called into Arsenal Fan coming. TV because they were interviewing a lot of the away fans and apparently they were fighting amongst each other, the pro-Wenger and the anti-Wenger, and there wasn't a lot of love for the Wenger. I, or, can't, I can't get involved in all of that. Well, they're the away fans, they go, they're hardcore. Punches being thrown. Well, that's what they were saying, yeah. I mean, you know, anyone, they were up there. Anyone well, who squares up to someone, to someone who supports the same team as them because they've got a different view is, frankly, a dickhead. Well, that is... Is, yeah, you know, it's extreme. I wouldn't advocate it under but any I'm just asking, Yeah, I mean, where are you? Uh, where, where where are you on um on, on on the great Arsene debate right now, Keith? Well, I, I'm, I'm to be really honest, just, um, you might build a fence, but you don't stand. I there. wouldn't sack him now. But I think maybe the time is we should be looking for a new manager. But the problem I have uh, is that I don't trust the ball to appoint the correct man, and that's what worries me. So I would like to see if nothing improves this year. Arsene say right. I'm going to call it a day. It is going to. It's unmistakably going to be down to him because the board have completely. You know, they said in the AGM. I don't want to say. That. I want to see. I want to see so Arsenal win the Champions League. That's but that not going to happen. happen. I mean, I said before. I don't think we'll win the. I don't think we'll win the league again with Arsene Wenger as manager. No. I, I don't. But it's only until. But if that's the case, then we have to get a new manager. But because you can't up have Arsenal till, not competing for the league. Up till the last few years, that kind of. It's, 
I, I remember you saying like I think 2010 is like when the kind of dream died right or 2011 when we stopped believing that we were going to win the league every year do you know what I mean it's not why I go a lot of the time you know I want to go and I, I'm just not enjoying you are seeing the I'm same mistakes the fair, I'm over and over again I'm not enjoying what we're watching and I'm not enjoying seeing the same mistakes um, it's, it's killing Wenger that we're not competing but it's down to him. It's that down to him, though, well. That's the thing. I mean, it, does he own 300 jigsaws at home and every one of them has a couple of pieces missing? On purpose. You know, it's great <laughs> if they're in the corner where the frame cover is out, but not if it's right in the middle and you go, there's a couple of pieces missing. And that, yeah, that's how I like my jigsaws. I always like to take two pieces out. You know, because, you know, we've we got £54 million in the bank. It wasn't, you know, that's now. That's sitting there right now. And we're not using it to buy the players that we should have done at the start of the season. Well, people's said it I mean lots of people have said it it's great to have Ozil it's great is that the best way to spend the money looking at your team it's great to have Sanchez it's fantastic is that the best way to spend the money looking at your team you can score plenty of goals but you can't defend for Toffee so why don't you think about a new back four and a new goalkeeper this time a new last, defensive midfielder this time last season we weren't letting in very many goals I mean because we, we got away with it because we got away with it with the fit, with uh, with injuries well, mate, because they played together all the last season we had Six at Chelsea. We had five at Anfield. We had six at Man. I mean, we had the most humiliating results in my entire Arsenal supporting life. I can't remember Arsenal ever letting six in. I mean, I remember we let in six at Everton. We had a couple of freak results with Man U. They mm. did a six at Highbury once in the yep. League Cup. We had there. the terrible eight-two. I mean, if that eight-two wasn't the watershed moment, if that didn't take, I reckon that back the, four, the, the eight-two is better than the one that we got. Prob- now. Yes, I think you're <laughs> right. Was. Better than the one that played the other night at Swansea. Yeah. But Ferguson and Wenger almost colluded in dismissing that eight-two, as if to say, "Oh well, what are we supposed to do?" <laughs> we knew we were getting the Joe in that team is playing in the Bundesliga. There's Cole Jenkinson who's playing for West Ham United. They're not. They haven't. They haven't all left the game like <laughs> Igor Stepanov. <laughs> yeah. There was also Armand Traore. Was he in that game? I think it. Oh, I can't even remember the anyway. back four. But you know, these are the these these results stand out as terrible black days in the same way that when you when you scored seven against Leeds in 79 do you remember that mm. and that I still remember that it's a bit of a freak result but we, we beat Leeds United 7-0 at Highbury in the League Cup it was the, but to have three in a season to big rivals and to lose six goals at Stamford Bridge this is so humiliating and shaming for Arsenal support. Chelsea supporters now, they don't even bother. No, they just laugh at them. They just laugh, yeah. openly laugh oh. in your faces. And they've got Cesc Fabregas, who, guess what, is the best midfield player in the league. And guess what, has made more chances than any midfield player. What a surprise. So why would you retain Mikel Arteta and Matteo Flamini and Thomas Rosicki and Lucas Podolski, who are all well past their best? You don't really want to play any of them. You certainly don't, obviously don't want to play Rosicki and Podolski under any circumstances, unless you're desperately hanging on to a 3-2 lead. Great. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you move some of these people out of the club and bring in the world's best central midfield player and build the team around the guy because he loves you and he wants to play for us? Have you fallen out? Is there some issue? Then there's some little story I read in the paper where oh, he had the ump because he didn't send him a birthday card. I thought it all sounds like Yacht. Oh, it's, oh. it's, like, it's all gone like a family breakup. And my father and son don't get on anymore and he's, le- he's left the family home and he can't come back now because of... Bu- I mean, really, you look at it, 
27 mil he was available for, which we've got, and certainly if you move out a couple of players you aren't going to, you're yeah. not even going to use. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I've got anything against Rizitsky and Podolski. There's a lot about both of them I like. And I want all Arsenal players to do well when they join the club. I'm immediately well disposed mm. towards them, right? And I wish them well when they leave. But they're not being used. They're not even wanted here. So get some money for them. Sell them. Get some money. Get Fabregas in as a replacement. And start the season with an improved squad. But he's out. He's down. It's going to be football of the year for Chelsea. He's going to have the Premier League. Throw. But we're supposed to pretend that doesn't hurt. That Alex, doesn't Alex, Alex Song might be in the, 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 well, the PFA. Is, is, it, is it because Wenger's got too much control? Is nobody over his shoulder going, hang on a minute, Arsenal? I, think I don't think it's a... even a matter of over his shoulder. I mean, I think that... If you look at the way Ferguson ran Manchester United, he was not on the training field every day. Perhaps he didn't want to be. Perhaps his hip was hurting or his knee was hurting or he had other things to be getting on with. Or maybe he thought, like the, like the wise general that he was, they don't want it. I'm more effective mm. if I'm only in their ear when I need to be in their ear. I will hire the best coaches I can find. Look at all the people he had down there. Kirosh won the league from that time. He went and managed Portugal. Steve McLaren, always did what he did oh. at Middlesbrough. Look what he did at 20. Look what he's doing at Derby County. He was the assistant down there, running the coaching, mm. gave him the responsibility. There's plenty of other examples with Brian Kidd down there as well and Rene Munenstein, and they won about three titles in the European Cup. All these people are top draw coaches who he lets run the... the tra- Wenger's down there every day on the training field. It's one of his great strengths. It's one of his, he's a fantastic teacher. But he absolutely has it nailed down. So you inevitably, you'll see the same qualities and the same flaws in the team year in, year out. Mm. And if he goes, sends them out on the pitch and says, go and do your job, you know how to do it, you're a grown man, and shakes hands with them, out you go, good luck, and doesn't treat them more like kids, they will make the same mistake. And there's no one there. No one there taking training one day and like, Arsenal's not here today. Yes. It's gone on a scouting mission. <laughs> We're going to do back four drills all morning. You're going to be bored out of your brains and you, Chamberlain, are going to learn how to protect Chambers and you, Montreal, are going to learn how to head crosses and that's all we're going to do all day. Sorry, Sanchez, it's not about you today, mate. Yeah, can't I have want a you out in the wing yeah. putting crosses in. And Welbeck, I want you heading it and I want you to knock Montreal over every time it comes in. We're going to do that for two hours. <laughs> OK? Well, I think it's clear uh, to me and the ball that, uh, Mr Davis, you have the job. <laughs> I mean, what happens when... Look, we'll say Dortmund, when Dortmund come down, if they stuff us and we've got to get a point out in Galatasaray, can you see us getting a point out? I can't. Do, I can do see... you know what, mate? I don't care. I don't care either, mate. Because I don't I... care. What... Why do we bust no, All I care about is a... being in the Europa League. The only thing I care about then is a Tottenham in it. And the only horrible thing on the horizon then hmm. is getting knocked out by Tottenham at some point. That's the only, that's the only reason to stay out of the Europa League. I mean, it'll be fun to draw them and stuff them, yeah. which is more likely, but there's always a chance. Let's, uh, <laughs> do you think the team is good enough? Let's say we didn't qualify for the Champions League last year and we were in the Europa League. Do you think our team was good enough to even progress in that? Sanchez wouldn't have come. Yeah. But let's That's say the trouble. That, but That's why we have to get in the top four next season. Because yeah, so next season it's worth 50, 50 million. And if you do want to get whoever that guy is who plays for Porto in centre midfield, if you want to get him, for example, or if you want to get a good centre back, you're going to need to be in the Champions League and you're going to need 50 mil to spend, right? So you need to be in it. So the game against Manchester United in, in 10 days' time, whatever it is, is the Ma- biggest Ma- game Ma- of the season. It's more important than any game because this, these two teams are going for fourth. And there's no. Who's going for third then? Well, it's open, isn't it? Because Liverpool are struggling. They're in a mess, which is hilarious. Mm. Southampton, can they sustain it? Depends if they get injuries. I don't know. Chelsea and Man City are nailed on. Yeah. So there's two mm. spots going. It might be Manchester United and Arsenal taking them both. But mm. we don't know at but the moment. What? We need a result against oh, Man United. Oh, you know what, though? We will. Co- I mean, I seem more confident than most people around me about this. We will come third or fourth, right? So 
History it's, would, would history, suggest yeah, that. Yeah. We, will, we will come third or fourth. We will spend a season pissing about, doing this, having these conversations, getting really frustrated with the team, and still finish third or fourth. And that's what happens all the time. That is why nothing ever changes because he's doing not the bare minimum. He's doing what's asked for it, asked of him by the club, by our absentee owner, and next season we'll be two players short again yeah it will we'll, we'll, and we'll still finish third or fourth because we're the third or fourth best team in the div, in division and that's not going to change so, so it's a hold it's a holding pattern if that you had a soul Campbell and a Vieira you feel like you could challenge so get, you feel like you could go and get those players that's what we thought was going to happen this summer and then you know we got we got a very nice bauble which has proved but it, super you know, useful when you say nothing changes it is changing because he is playing 4-4-2 he has changed the formation and he we'll changed it from last season to the beginning of the season now he's moved it again and we'll come third I know there's personnel issues listen if Pep Guardiola says I'm leaving Bayern Munich at the end of the season how much money would you give him to come and manage Arsenal I mean you, you comes a point where you've got to say well we might have made a ricket here the guy's 65 with the same as we have been the last five years Pep Guardiola's available who wants to be the man to tell him <laughs> you know? and that's ultimately it's a very hard kind of separation but we're in a situation where we think you know we all love Arsene Wenger we have a huge respect for and admiration for him we'll be talking about him for the rest of our lives and what he did for Arsenal Football Club but when it comes to the point where you think Pep Guardiola available who's going to tell him well, this is this is what worries me. Cause you look him in the face. Yeah, because we've got an owner who likes to have money in the bank because he can draw on that for all the other stuff he does back in the USA. You've got the other board members who are either senile or out of touch, and they are, I don't trust any of them now anymore. And it's just as you said on the previous podcast, the place is bloody tourist attraction, so they don't care about the fan base. Uh, it's just it's hard, you know. Just it's this apathy that's around the club. And we need maybe a new manager in there who's going, I'll tell you what, I want the money. I want the money to, to build a team that wants to win things. And he would let maybe let the public know this. And if his hands are being tied by Cronker or anybody else, we, we used need to mock, this. We used to, we used to mock glorious failure. I'll take that. And I just, let's, let's have a go. All you want to do we is used compete. To think, yeah, I just, want to, I just want to feel like, you know, April, May, we're kind of still in it. And if we lose to those teams, I mean, the excuses have gone now about it being the money. It's been quite interesting to hear that you, you never hear about, I mean, you know, City have still got the biggest and most expensive squad and, and Chelsea have, are still kind we of do, stockpiling. We but do we have, still don't have I mean, that. We don't hear those money. Despite the new kind of, fitness guru, we've had ridiculous bad luck with injuries. But Three games thing, in, we had an injury crisis. Did you ruin Debussy, those long-term <laughs> injuries immediately the season starts? I can't believe this is happening to us. I mean, you could do with a bit of good fortune in that area, but obviously the cover's inadequate. If you don't trust Bellerin, he's not your reserve right back, is he? No, we always, exactly. the point? We always yeah. have the smallest yeah. squad out of the There's top There's no four. cover for Koscielny. There is no cover, because you don't trust Chambers to cover for him, so you've got no cover for key players. You, this is ridiculous mess. It's ridiculous. How can you not have cover? You have Vermeilen or I'm not being picked. I don't want to go. I'm not happy. Tough shit. You've got to stay, mate. Would Mourinho make the same mistakes? Of course he wouldn't. Exactly. This Achilles thing. But it's different there, though, isn't it? Because they know they're going to challenge. So it's a, you're kind of there. They know whoever the manager is at Chelsea. Yeah. They know about they had one year when they came six or something, didn't they? And every other year they're challenging. They know they're Carlo Ancelotti. They won the double. You know, they know they're going to challenge the players. They know they're not worried about their value in the market after their contracts finished. They just let them go. You know, they write off all the fees. They got a team out on loan. If you put them together, would 
probably come third yeah, in the league. Yeah, it's a different organisation. But they've got Gary Cahill. We could have had Gary Cahill. We offered Bolton six million quid and they were livid about it. Yeah. I mean, Gartside up there was harping mad about it. It's an insult. It's, der- it's derisory. I wouldn't sell it. But they offered him to us. That's the thing. We could have bought him. We could have bought him. We were saying at the time, get Cahill. Get <laughs> Cahill. Have you seen him? He's big. He heads it. He reminds me of an Arsenal centre-back. He reminds me of Keown. He reminds me of Bold. He's got he's quite good feet. But oh, when he tackles you, you stay tackled. And he knows where to stand. And he plays square on. And he heads it. And he, I like him. And now look. We need that. <laughs> we need him. He's a little bit Adams. You know, like when yeah. Terry came through and Chelsea were bankrupt. And, you know, they we were really million we in debt. Him, and we were we? looking at Terry going, that's like Adams. He's like Adams. He's so the new Adams. They're in a mess, Chelsea. Well... This would be hilarious in the that, summer when we go and get Terry off. That him. summer. And that summer, we were, we were going to go and get Terry, we and Abramovich turned up. <laughs> <laughs> but we could have had Kale, but we offered £6 million. Hmm. And they got, they got the ump about it because they wanted £16 million. Now, they weren't going to get 16 from anyone, but they might have gone maybe 10 maybe 12 you know what? I don't should, know. What does it look do, like do, now as, a, as do, a deal? We yeah. should do a sliding doors podcast just for like, as if we did sign As ter- if we'd signed him. And Chelsea got him in the January for seven. Seven, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this is, these are fundamental mistakes which any do, one of us can work out. We should so do a podcast. We should do a sliding doors podcast from 2012 going, well, I mean, I think if Wayne, you know, if Wayne Bridge doesn't look after where he's, you know, his ex-wife, then I don't see if John Terry did anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think Terry's a disgrace in the Arsenal shirt, and he shouldn't, you know, but he has won the Champions League for us. Yeah, um, but did he really say that to yeah. Anton Ferdinand? I, I mean, there's, no, there's proof. no evidence. <laughs> a lip reader. A lip I mean, read. you, can you trust a lip reader? That. I can't. Listen, she just, what did she take anyway? She just took a few bits and bobs. <laughs> Why are they making such a thing about it? People, yeah. when the people take, pick things up in shops, they walk out, they forget they've got it in the round. Yeah. She's anyone, not a shoplifter. Anyone could you know, if anyone asks any of us for some, you know, cocaine in a pub, then we could probably point someone yeah, in the right direction. Anyone knows someone who does cocaine. Anyone, he's just, it doesn't mean he's a dealer. Just, if you invite businessmen around the training ground for £10,000 in cash, it's more, that's a why shouldn't Why shouldn't they? He's the captain of the club. He puts his, he puts his life on the line every Saturday. Yeah. But have a few quid taking people frankly, around. Why man, shouldn't he make something frankly, on the side? It's like charity. the board arm pocket, it's unpatriotic. It? <laughs> it's unpatriotic. It's unpatriotic to mock John Terry, I think yeah, you'll yeah. find. I can imagine us at the World Cup last <laughs> summer. Jackie Elker and Baines! Should have been our boys! Should have been Ashley and JT! Ridiculous! How many times have you heard Arsenal? This is one of the things I love Arsenal, yeah. as you know, and I want us to do well and win things with Arsenal. It's killing me that the end game has now been going on for about five years. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is a slow draw. One, out of, the things, death, one of the things about Arsenal that drives me most mad is he can't help telling you that, yeah, I, like, I nearly had that Petacek. Yeah, I nearly had that Abramovich. Yeah, I, uh, Ibrahimovic, I mean. Yeah, I nearly had that Drogba. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. oh, really? I nearly had that on the tip of my tongue. I nearly had that Didier Drogba. I knew about him when he was four. He was a big lump at nursery. Then, my friend. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, we had matter. He walked around the club shop, couldn't wait to sign, but my pen run out of ink. Uh, the fax machine weren't working. Sit, see you tomorrow. All right, yeah. Inst- oh. Instead, pal, you knew about Danielson. Yeah, oh. Danielson. You brought. You, said you put Gilberto Silver on a plane. Yeah, and you put Danielson in the team. 
Scotland. <laughs> I mean, we, we could, the players we've got rid of that were so old, we could have kept and just played them in the League All Cup and they time. would have won that. All that time with, with Dennis Bergkamp, where you can have one year. Yeah. Can have one year. Let's see how you get on. <laughs> I'm all about pace and power and youthful vitality. Until until I'm 64 and they're giving me a 25 million pound contract, I won't say to them. I think you better just give me one year. Mm. Do you know how old I am? I've, I've only won one cup in 10 years. Mm. Listen, give me one year. Sometimes you hear Harry Redknapp and we laugh about Harry Redknapp and we all say, "Oh, Harry, you know." <laughs> You God, God knows what you've been up to. And in a way, I don't want to know, right? But when he says, "Look, I don't need a contract. I'll do it on a handshake," right? But makes you think. First of all, he gets paid in suitcases of euros, <laughs> doubloons. Yeah. But in a way, I sort of quite like the yeah. spirit of it. Yeah, you know. But when Arson says, I will not break a contract, I respect the contract. Yeah, but you respect the contract. I'd respect the contract if it said twenty-five million quid on it. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't. I wouldn't quit either. Uh, <laughs> you see, uh, worst, worst case scenario, right? Like, 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 Arsenal retires at the end of the year. Now, well, you know the manager, you'd go for Pep or Glop or someone like that, but think of our dumb ass bald. What, what what horrible manager do you think that they could put in place <laughs> that is a big enough name but Tim we know he's Sherwood. shit? Yeah, exactly. Alan Pardew. Not this scenario. Right. Newcastle fans this at the moment. This is the noise game in reverse. I can't believe it. I can't. <laughs> Pardew's winning matches. He's going to be Six. there for another three years. Six on the bounce. Six on the bounce. <laughs> he hasn't paid back Mike Ashley yet, allegedly. No, no he's on the, what is it? How far is the eight-year deal, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> And they turned it around. <laughs> but uh, it's just so frustrating. I mean, the, yes, where's Owen Coyle? Where's Owen Coyle now? Well, there, yeah. Owen Coyle, people who yeah. people who have been touted Aladici now can't can't do any wrong. Paul Jewell, he was he was one people we used to say would do a good, would do a job. My. <laughs> Martin O'Neill's the <laughs> Martin O'Neill, yeah. Then Arsene said the other day, you think, I, how do you think I've survived for 18 years? I thought, that's not language I like to hear. No. I don't like to hear him talk about surviving. Because of the paucity of I options. want him thriving, Arsene. I want you thriving at the club. I want you picking up trophies, knocking people aside. I want a snarling, snarling, fierce animal of a team. I want a team where everyone thinks, oh my God, it's Arsenal. We're going to be black and blue. It's that hate playing this lot. That's what I want. No one hates playing us. I mean, for some, you know, you think... We're everyone's favourite second team. uh, I don't want that. We used to be the most hated team in the country. Boring, boring, always cheating. Yes, 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 those days. Those days, not just... (laughs) That's all we get now. Shall we sing a song for you? I wish they would. (laughs) Oh, Anderlecht fans were great, weren't they? They were great. They were all right, And, you know, after the game... Dennis Pratt, or whatever he's called, their skillful number 10. Yeah. Arson goes, yeah, I could have had him. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but you know what he actually said was quite interesting. He goes, it was Liam Brady's decision. Not to take and him. And he chose Carl Evisilio instead, who's, who now plays for 20 in Holland. I mean, hang on, yeah, it's a little dig at Brady. I'm looking at him thinking, yeah, he's a good player at the end of number 10, but we've got six of them. That's not what we need. We need to do just enough this season to make sure we keep Sanchez for next season, Alexis Sanchez, because he is a beautiful. <coughs> oh, I know, and this oh, is what's so important. Oh, brilliant! But Sanchez he's everything you like. He runs. He's hard. He never gives up. And Gunas love that. And he's you know he scores brilliant goals. And that's, once again, it's like Alan said earlier, we need class defenders to match him, and we haven't got that at the it's moment. Just, it's just, I mean, watching him, watching him hound after players is yeah. as much fun joy, as watching him you know 
offensive. Well, did you see? He, just, he, he how keeps can you keep, going. You can't keep possession of a Jack Russell's bite in your ankle. I mean, he you? was livid after the Anderlecht game. You see where he was coming down the tunnel. His face just said it all. I mean, you know. What was, was interesting, though, in the away game was he seemed annoyed when it got to 1 1. He was. An, he seemed annoyed that Arsenal players were celebrating equally. He went. He, point, he points in the goal to go and get the ball. So he runs mm. after he wants it, and then Chamberlain mm. follows him. And it was him who made the winning. And goal. he only celebrated that two-one. I mean, I mean, he made it with a fantastic. He pulled across down in a crowded six-yard box, found a, a bit of space by turning away, and then fired it across. It hit a defender. Podolski got the rebound. He made that happen, you know. He's in there wanting to make it happen with three minutes. Oh, he didn't. He had the answer. I'd say a penalty, didn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah, he wanted that. He wanted that. He, he wanted that. He was so yeah. angry, carried over to that amazing free kick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was That's... annoyed with himself. It's such a shit free kick. Yeah, then he bang on that volley so hard. But that was so amazing about it. He said, well, I'm going to score now. And you knew it. He was going to, I'm going to score no matter what. And he rebounded. He went, no, I'm going to hit it again. It reminded me of that. Yeah. Um, do you remember that? Um, it's one of my favourite non-Arsenal goals. It's like when Rooney was running along arguing with the ref. Um, I think it's probably against Newcastle. He's running along arguing with the ref for a foul that he doesn't get or Blackburn. And then the, while he's mid-argument with David Ellery or whoever it is at the time, then he just... Who, who's it from 25 <laughs> yards in the top the corner yeah it was uh, uh, Sanchez kind of had, had had that about him as well he's making more chances than I thought as well Sanchez I don't really no, think his all round game is amazing his all round game Every, it's a whole range of passings exceptional long short chip swerve driven crossing's <laughs> good he can volley it he can head it I mean the header he got when he jumped six, there's something like 6 foot 10 in the air yeah. they measured it on match of the day he can jump he can do it a lot he's a fantastic player he's an was amazing it, was it hold the first goal when he scores <clears throat> where he just kind of stops and start just leaves, leaves the left back for dead and then cuts it across he dribbled in from the right against Hull, yeah, didn't he? Right. he took a few, a few, a blizzard of step overs. Goes in and out, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then drove it across the goalkeeper into the far. Corner. I really enjoyed Chamberlain's goal the other day. It's I really liked it. Oh yeah, I think the Ox has been one of our best players this season. I need him to go. And, I needed him to help his mate and deal with Montero the other night, and that, and that, but you know, maybe, maybe now, maybe every week, it's, you know, will they learn from that? They'll come out against Man U, and they won't. Well, they'll look out for each learn, other and they'll but... defend for each other and they'll fight for each other because that's more than more than half of being a football Well, they've team. got those. They've so got to come start, out. Who do you start? Who are your four in the midfield? How far is Oswald away for United? I'm coming back. Well, I, I, I like... I don't know. I think it's, I think it's January for Ozil. Mm. I, I would like Chamberlain and Ramsey and Jack Wilshire and, and Santi Gazzola as a four across with Welbeck and Sanchez. I, at the moment, mm. that, to me, that's our best set-up we're light physically with that setup, but there's a lot of heart, and and you need, you know, they've Jack's had criticism on Sky for jogging back when he should be sprinting back. I couldn't get the Kieran Gibbs one why it took him so long to foul the Swansea player, and I thought, oh, this he is just the new Arsenal. This is, you know, this is it, right? We are going to show a dark side. We are going to take a yellow. Mm. We are going to be yeah. cynical, but let's not be cynical. Twenty-three yards out, yeah, yeah. Let's be cynical. Forty-three yards. No, out. He, he had the right idea. It was just a few, <laughs> yards, a few yards, too, yards too late. Yeah, I think he thought he could catch him. I, I think, think he thought he could catch. And yeah. you know what? He probably could. And actually, you might as well just run alongside him with your arm across his chest and see. Mm. We might watch him give it away. Hell of a free kick. Would you get so? Who are the players we got out? So we got Jenkinson. Would you have him back? Cochrane. Would you have him? Really? Back? But uh, 
because Jenkinson, you yeah. could see another season as a reserve right back, wasn't yeah. going to develop yeah. as a plan. He wasn't when he came. We in, all thought it was, was the right jumping. thing for him to go. We to thought it was the right thing for him yeah. to go. Then it turns out he doesn't trust Bellerin, or he won't play Bellerin and Chambers together. Then suddenly it isn't the right thing, is it? Mm. And you can't call people back anymore under the line system. So then you, oh, why? you can't. I oh, really, right. I, I really thought, that. I really thought that the um, Monreal thing was only going to happen again the once against Hull at home, where you'd think we should be. Well, he did it in the uh, pre-season Emirates Cup, didn't he? This isn't going to be the thing, is it? But Monreal's turned this around and said, I'm not, a, I'm not a cent- I'm, I can't do this. He's turned around and yeah. said he can't do but it. Quite He'll play because he play Quite often he won't team. even be there because he's, all his instincts are about going out Running and out stopping the cross and getting out wide. And- yeah, I just, so do you think he'll get someone in the January window? I mean, yes, yeah, he must. Yeah, no, he has to. The big, well, we've said this before. The big no, no, this time he has to. The big room is Winston Reid. <laughs> All right, can we put Mark that down? This Winston, time he has to. Remember Winston, that date when you heard that. Blackburn. Winston Reid is at West Ham. West Ham. And this is in his last year, and there was a rumour about him last <laughs> summer, and it's very likely that he'll be sold by West Ham in January. <laughs> so he's a good centre-back. He's a <laughs> good player to have. I was watching Swansea and watching Kyle Bartley and Ashley Williams thinking, weren't we supposed to, didn't we used to have him? Kyle Bartley used to have him. Ashley Williams as an Arsenal fan, yeah, that was (laughs) the bit. (laughs) Would you swap those two centre-backs for our two centre-backs? Yes. Do you, do you think Joel Campbell, because they're, they're talking about him going to Inter, Inter, I've got a horrible feeling that's going to bite us back in the arse, son, because I'd, I'd like to see him play all more. All these players, and we'll hear, we'll hear about it in these next 10 days, because they're all on international duty. They're all being asked. It's a gimme kind of uh, yeah, back page Some quotes article. will come from overseas. Yeah, ask mm. my, you know, Podolsky's already done it. Um, well, Podolsky must go, must he? Yeah. He's not even using the bloke. But Joel, you know, Joel Campbell's... It was a big thing about... Um, I think you said, one of us said anyway um, at the start, he still won't use him. He talked him up because that's what he does. But Joel Campbell will see no game time between now and now and January and will inevitably go out on loan. Yeah. And he had a disaster in the Carling Cup. Well, the I didn't go to that. Sa- Sa- what, Southampton game? Was he that bad? Yeah. But, but you said, you got said Podolsky yeah. was... Podolsky pretty... was a mayor in that as well. Mm. San- in that game, Sanchez played bizarrely. He was running around him and he couldn't understand what he was looking at. I mean, really looking at people like, are you not going to try? Is it just me trying? Mm. Does this player not drag everyone up? You know, some people, like smaller players, and Jungberg's the, the classic example, have to punch a bit above their weight. Flamini's another one. They have to put a bit more in all the time because they, have, they mm. lack physical power, but some of them do do it. Sanchez is one of those. But Joel Campbell, he's a, he's, look at him. He's fit and strong. Effort he's aside, because Welbeck's doing a great job, effort aside, but... I just wondered. I said to Damien the other day, "Is there a touch of the? If there's a touch of the Kevin Campbells about it, in the, in in the sense that he's got someone. Now we're going to play. Now we're playing more with two up front. Do you think he's going to kind of withdraw his role a little bit and not be looking to be that kind of top striker? You know, the the, the twenty twenty five <coughs> goal season killer up front. Because I think they're ne- a proper pair. To... I think they'll share the load. I think yeah. they're a proper pair. And they'll they'll be. Well, I think I think Welbeck's, I think Welbeck's goal scoring might. Suffer in because he's complimenting Sanchez rather than being, you know, having two two killer forwards. You I know? think Welbeck yeah. will get more goals as he gets older. I think it's just a, sometimes it's just a knack of just knowing where to be. You have a split second to make a decision, and sometimes when you're playing, I mean, this is my life as a footballer. Sometimes I think, oh, I should have been there then, shouldn't I? Well, I think it. I realise it no, afterwards. He's, Sorry, but he's quality, you know, the best it? players realise it before Bergkamp realise it in the changing room. You know, he's, he's so far ahead of everyone. Fabregas is the same. Fabregas can see the space before anyone else sees the space. He's always in space. Always in space. I mean, that, it's a gift, and Wilbert will learn that. But I've got a lot of time, a lot of time for him. What? 
what I don't quite get is what we're going to do with Mesut Ozil. Mm. And, some, and I think... <laughs> I think Wenger saw him, had the money, went and got him, came back from the shops. I mean, it's a classic, it's like Jack and the Beanstalk, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You've been sent out to get some bread and eggs, and you come back with a magic bean. <laughs> but he's got to play that number 10 role, hasn't he? You know, We're all going to yeah. stop, but is he going to play him there? If he's the number 10, it means you've got to drop either Sanchez or Welbeck. Or you've got to play him in the hole behind them I and then have a three. I would like the three of, of, yeah, of Wilson, yeah, Ramsey and Chamberlain. Because all is vulnerable in Because all is the one who's vulnerable. And then, and then you've still got to put Theo in But are you going to play somewhere. him centrally? You've got to put Theo in somewhere. You know what, there'll always be injuries. And, you, and it's a 14-man game anyway. I mean, everyone's going to get game time. Well, looking at our uh, physio, <coughs> and I didn't like the look of him one bit, he looks an anemic hypochondriac as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so, uh, on that basis alone, that's why we're getting so many injuries. Because uh, he looks, well, just frankly ill. Uh, so we'll get rid of him. Can I have somebody healthy in there, other than the uh, faith feelers that we have down there at the moment? <laughs> some kind of witchcraft, white witchcraft. Oh, come in, you've got a broken leg. Oh, I've got some witch hazel. Rub that on. Yeah, I'll put some nutmeg in your pocket. Lay under a full moon. That'll get you fit. <laughs> Say lay under a swan then. <laughs> at, this point, at this point, can I just remind us all that we're, we're still not them? Uh, oh yes, let's have a good laugh at that oh, one. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's it. You know, your top six, <laughs> you're about to qualify for the last six in the Champions League. Stop moaning. You yeah. don't know what it's like to be us. Well, I mean, they are. He's hilarious watching Tottenham at the moment. Addy Bayo was a great signing, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. great man to have it's, around the club. It's time. Oh. I did catch. I, ca- I caught some of the um, uh, the Sunday supplement thing the other day, and it's my, always a cheery. From, from, from it's always a cheery watching it. Yeah, um, those miserable bastards. And Martin Samuel was saying that. Um, it's around the same point each time in his contract that Adebayo has decided, <laughs> my work is, my work, my work well, is done. It's done. Oh, just about five minutes after he got a three-year deal. <laughs> got the contract. Yeah. Now, um, yeah. And now they'd rather play Harry Kane than you wonder kid. Rather yeah, than... well, because he tries <laughs> and he scores. And they've lost their last two at home, I believe. Yeah. So it looks like Baldini is the one who's going to go, though, not the manager this time. So uh... Well, as long as Agent Levy stays in place, double Agent <laughs> Levy stays in place. I tell you, Southampton must be pissing themselves, mustn't they? I mean, they've sold a shed load of players, had their manager go, and yet are still now, what, they're second, doing, playing some fantastic football, <laughs> you know, because the, they've reinvested they're, they're it they're surprise the wise in the team. They're the new Arsenal, they're playing lovely football, selling all their players, they've got like, they've their be- best player this season saying, I want to I want to leave, Schneider Lynn. They, they so. finished fourth, yeah. The great thing. Why would Schneiderly want to leave? The Noise game becomes the becomes the Ronald Koeman game now. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <coughs> why, why would Schneiderly want to go though I mean if, you, if you're second in the league because you're playing you play a bigger club you get more money it's, just, it's the money then isn't it it's at the end no, of the day he's he plays for France he knows he's yeah. top draw and yeah. he wants to go and play for a big side you can't blame him for that but you know you've got to be careful what you wish for because no, exactly. you could end up like Johan Kabai can't you yeah you know you or end up like Emmanuel Bettis or Alex Slebel could have, could have well him. this is it yeah. <laughs> I knew about him I knew about him yeah he was good when he was six and it's working down at Liverpool and you're resting all your players oh, at Madrid. Been... don't play them at Madrid because like, it's only Madrid I like Brendan Rodgers he changes the team changes it every week <laughs> the wrong way around about seven players around and loses loses every game loses to Newcastle loses to Real Madrid loses to Chelsea well done three different teams three different formations he's got no idea what he's doing when he hasn't got a clue what he's doing he's picking a different formation different side different back four different for no not a clue not a clue hmm. Oh, if you're going to go to Madrid, you go with your best team available, don't you? The best possible team. And you win at Madrid or he you get a draw, then you go play Chelsea. Every player is balls rubbish. Have we yeah. played them yet this season? 
Have uh, we played any yet? No, no, not when yet. When have we got them at home? I don't know. We could have had rhymes. We could have had, yeah, in you about Sterling. You mentioned that, didn't he? Do you know what? He's awesome, one of those. You know what arson is, right? He's one of those. You know the. He could have had Gareth Bale. Do you know what arson is? You know. He said it. He did. Yeah, but we had cliche. What are you talking about? This is what I mean. The could have had team. The could have had team is a world-beating side. But actually, Colby paid him the money he was worth. I tell you, arson is the bloke you know at work, and you go, "I bought a sixty-five-inch telly." Oh, did you? I had. A 70-inch one the other week, you know, you should have come to me. I was knocking them out for 100 quid. So he's like, hey, this is like, what you could have had. After Bruiser Riot bought Burger, yeah. right, for 7.5, <laughs> George Graham was quoting the press and saying, I was offered him for four. <laughs> <laughs> and in his head, yeah. he thought that made him look good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Oh, and you thought that was a plan? You didn't buy him, though, did you? <laughs> No, you bought Glenn Helder. You bought Chris Kiwomia. Yeah. <laughs> At triple threat. Kiwomia, Helder and Big Johnny Hartson. Yes. You could have had Burkham. Siggy Johnson. How many games did he Siggy play? Johnson. Johnson. He, was he was good. He was good. Yeah, I liked Siggy him. Johnson. Oh, Injuries. That? No, he bought some bloke from Mansfield and he never played. I know. You never stopped going on about that for about 15 Who years. Well, Who? George bought? No, yeah. George bought a few players that never played. played. And we suspect they might have been ulterior motives. But we have no proof. Proof. Siggy. Ziggy Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I've got to go. My car's on a meter. All right, then. I won't, Bye. I'll see you. I won't be at the Man U game because I'm working, but I will see you at the Dortmund game. Mm. See you then, mate.